the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. It's cold and flu season, so I got a little bit of a weak voice. Try to forgive me if you can. Also did a seminar last night that keeps me up later than my normal bedtime. I know you're saying you are a lot of fun, Rob Black. <laughs> you go to bed at 8.30? I do. Um, when you get up at 4.30, it's kind of almost a half to. I don't fall asleep at 8.30. I just... Anyhow, anyway, that's not why you're listening to the show, is it? Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about today. Money, investing, and more. We could Definitely talk about what's going on with Wall Street. Selling the good news. You've heard all these phrases about Wall Street at times. Buy on the rumor, sell on the dip. Strong jobs report. Good news is bad news. In large part because, and I said this at the seminar last night, and I didn't get a lot of chance to talk. But when I say good news is bad news, the good news on the stock market in the last 10 years has been that we've had extremely low interest rates. Basically, the the low interest rate has caused a stock market to inflate. That's called inflation, right? Inflation is considered a bad thing. You don't want too much of it. You don't want too little. But I told the crowd, I said, uh, the low interest rates have probably made better stock pickers out of you and me. Than, than we deserve. So when the jobs report came out this morning, it was a little bit stronger than added. And I could instantly see Wall Street didn't like it. Now, there's a couple things going on. I think Wall Street's jonesing for a correction. But also there's the, it's Friday. And F-R-I-D-A-Y, night. And even though we love Fridays and the weekends, Right now, we don't, because the news cycle is a little bit, what's going to happen with the coronavirus? You get two days of people pontificating, talking about it. The doctor who was one of the very first to, to whistleblow it and tell the world 
he has recently died, and China's really upset by that. They're going to make a movie out of that guy. You know, how do you go from being a whistleblower? What's up with China? Making him sign a confession that he lied about it being similar to SARS. And then, whoops, well, it kind of was. Um, and that's one of the reasons we don't, and it's cliche, we don't really like, we don't really trust China. Their government does these cover-ups a little bit too often, or do they? We don't know because we don't trust them. Um, but they seem to be on top of it. So the, the weekend is a time where we can go from like 400 cases to 8,000 cases. Uh, it's a scary time. And there's no way Wall Street can kind of like price in real time. But last Friday, we had a horrible day. This Friday, I'm not expected much. Um, am I selling? I'm not. Because again, the good news and bad news is that jobs report. People have jobs, they're going to spend money, they're going to help the economy, the economy's going to help the stock market. But we're starting to see good jobs numbers tied towards wages too. And that's a little bit of a problem. Average hourly earnings have risen about 3.1% for the 12 months ending in December. And that starts to get inflationary. Now for you and me, that's awesome. The goal of the show is to get you to retirement and to keep you understanding that inflation is a boogeyman. And even though you, you could make your bills today, could you in 10, 20, 30 years? Um, I like a good steak. I remember when a good steak cost $20 at a restaurant. Then it was 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Um, Will I want a good steak in 10 years if it's $100? Probably not. See, that inflation will work me out of it, which is probably a good thing, right? Oh, heard some comedian talking about the problem with our healthcare system. And uh, people are pretty mean. Yeah, the problem with our healthcare system is everyone's fat. <laughs> and uh, do a little bit of body shaming. But there, there's some truth to that, right? CFB Chad Burton's been on a big health kick talking about uh, how to extend your life. But you also want to have money in your life if you're going to be extending it to pay your bills. So positive responses to Uber and Pinterest and Synaptics. Synaptics is a supplier to Apple, which is Wall Street lesson number two today. First one was low interest rates have helped the stock market enormously, and I'm worried that inflation will eventually squash that low interest rate. But, you know, the second one, uh, Uber, Pinterest, and Apple supplier Synaptics. The lesson in the Apple supplier Synaptics, it's a little girl with a curl. When it's good, it's very, very good to be Apple's partner. And when Apple no longer needs you, you're on, you're kicked to the bed. Uh, kicked out of the bed, kicked to the dirt, kicked to the side, kicked off the train. You're kicked. So January non-farm payrolls increased by 225,000. Job gains have averaged 211,000 over the last three months. That's when you start getting the data that's like, oh. But just again, there was wage inflation. And Wall Street doesn't like inflation. Wall Street likes moderation in moderation. Inflation is around 2 to 4% in our lifetime in theory. 2% is on the low side. 4% is on the high side. So when we see wage growth of 3%, 3.1%, that's not bad in and of itself, but is it going to keep up with cost of healthcare, cost of stakes, cost of cars, cost of steel, cost of rent, cost of a mortgage? 
So uh, a 3% growth in earnings, 3.1%. You would think that I'd be ecstatic by that, but it's again, it's a damnation game. The more money a corporation pays you, the less money they make, and Wall Street's less impressed. I know, I know you're saying, man, you're sounding like a capitalist pig. I'm just telling you what, I'm a stock guy. I'm not trying to get the most amount of money that I can from a stock or try to get super rich from stocks. I'm just telling you how I see how they work. Taking the mystery. Remember Doug Henning? Magic. Taking the mystery out of the magic of Wall Street. Um, so we've been overbought this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And another way of like, how do you look at the stock market? Do you want to look at it as, oh, it's uh, getting hit today? Or do you want to say it hit a record this week? Do you see where I'm going? Do you want to look at it on a yearly basis? Do you want to look at it on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, uh, or all of them? The one thing you don't want to have is have too much short-term focus. It's probably the final lesson of the day. <laughs> I'm doing all my lessons in the first segment. And I'm just going to talk sports for the rest of the hour. Hey, what about the Yankees lineup this year with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton? I'm not going to talk baseball. Unless there's an investment angle in it. Best investment angle I can give you on, on baseball is your portfolio. It should be like a baseball team. It can't be all tech stocks. Even though we love Google and Amazon and Apple, even though we love Uber, like we, we love these services. We love the products, right? You can't eat just that. Try eating McDonald's for 30 days in a row. It'll mess you up. <clears throat> I would imagine if you only ate big red steaks for a month, it would mess you up. Same thing with investments. You don't want just one kind. You want to diversify. I like real estate. I own some real estate. I like stocks. I own stocks. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. There's some really good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's not essential that I feel you. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Sometimes I like listening to CEOs and their outlook for business, even though you can't totally rely on it, right? But uh, Randall Stevenson, he runs AT&T. He's bullish on the economy in 2020. He talked a little bit about HBO Max, and it's going to launch in May. And the outlook for that is he let, he's pleased. Uh, despite dire warnings, nothing has happened with the repeal of net neutrality. Uh, so he gives a little bit of a, the business background. Keep in mind, AT&T is a very different company than it used to be. AT&T used to do well on jobs reports because if you're sitting at a desk with a job, they have to put a phone on it for you. 
and that just feels like stale truth at this point in time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about today. Money, investing, and more. Um, an interesting angle. You know, I tell you I like stocks. I, I'm not crazy about bonds. I like real estate. I, I, I would be crazy about bonds if we were at like a 4 5 6% interest rate. But then I want to be crazy about stocks. I'm going to have to resolve that at some point in time because I'm going to need a little bit more stability in my portfolio. But... Did you know that you could own another type of asset? And let's think of some other quick assets, right? Baseball cards. Or you could own a baseball team. Or you could own jewelry. Or you can own art. Did you know that you could own art as a collector? And you don't have to go out and get like that bad print this weekend at a wine festival. That's not art. It's not collectible yet. I guess I should be careful because maybe we do have an up-and-comer at the wine festival. Um, but do you remember those Magic the Gathering cards? That's another you know asset. Where Or Pokemon cards. If you get something rare and you're like, someone just paid $113,000 for the Ooksplook. Pikachu! It, it has a plus 51 battle rating and it's never lost a war. It's a card, dude. But you can do this. So Lamborghinis, watches, baseball cards, rare books. Some people collect maps in case they get lost, but that's a totally different reason. But you could own part of art. There's companies that are now starting to say, if you give us $100, we'll pull together 1000 of you, and then we'll go out and buy a nice painting. That's not my thing. I don't like doing anything with other groups of people. I lived in San Francisco in a tenants in common situation. And it was horrific. If anything needed to get done and I had the money to do improvements, let's say the front door that all 10 uh, owners walk through or the mailbox needs like some major repairs. Getting people to do stuff was difficult. And when your tenants in common, it's, it's, you know, the guy who pees outside his door in the hallway because he gets so drunk. Ow. And suddenly his place smells like urine and it's right next to your place. No bueno. So I don't like tenants in common. I know you're saying, I don't, do, I don't like business with tenants in common. One of the very first uh, little business, side businesses I put together was I wanted to go out and buy some rental properties. And I found one, and I put together the financing for it, and I asked my partner to put together financing for it, and he was having a bad month, and he didn't want to do it. Um, and then I think his wife got involved in the like a month later, and she had some opinion about, like, you know, wait, maybe we should do this city versus that city. I'm like, I'm out. Too difficult. I don't like partners. Uh, too many people that you have to check in with. And again, that's probably one of the reasons I'm not good at like marriage and I'm not good at many things in my life is because my focus is always a not very emotional. Boeing is fixing its new software bug on the max, a key test flight nears that stock's been holding in there and they've had some bad news. For instance, earlier this week it was found that there was another software glitch, but they also said, we're getting close to a review. 
Will it be back in service in mid-2020? Will you want to fly it? That's going to be another question. The plane maker identified the issue during flight testing and notified the FAA last month. The problem was in the indicator light designed to warn of a malfunction by a system that helps raise and lower the plane's nose. It was turning on when it wasn't supposed to. Okay, I just got a little bit tense there. You know, when you don't want to hear the thing that controls the plane's nose had a false indicator. I made a horrible mistake. I was recently on a flight and watched the movie Ad Astra. Not that the Brad Pitt movie was, was good or bad, but it, it dealt with a lot of low-orbit uh, spacecraft. And, like, they would f- fail and fall apart and clank. And when you're in an airplane, you don't want to hear things clank <laughs> and falling apart and falling to the earth. Uh, I'm not that superstitious. I'm not that, you know, I'm not a bad flyer. But I always had to turn the movie off. I, th- I think I took a break from it because it was like the very first scene has a catastrophe in it. Exactly. Exactly. Mayday. Mayday. So Boeing is in this w- interesting little area right now. The stock is holding up. And if, if and when they get their approval, it adds 50 bucks to the stock instantly, in my opinion. We'll see. Boeing is one of the companies that I like. I don't own shares of the company. But I like the company because there's not very many people who can do what Boeing does. Population around the world is growing. Airline travel is growing. We haven't hit peak airline. I don't think we've hit peak people. Um, But who knows with the coronavirus? It's going to get you. So Boeing is doing their work right now. And I, I would say for a lot of the pilots out there and a lot of the flight crews... It would be nice if we can get this bird back in the sky. But do it right. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Yesterday, Apple released the first developer's betas as part of its next round of software releases. iOS 13.4. iPad OS 13.4. And the moment that that happens is people start figuring out what's going to be a focus for next year. One of them is a car key. Apple wants you to be able to unlock your car with your phone. No, that, that's what it, it's going to for the developers. I, I don't really know yet. Um, but it's, it's fascinating to watch people pick apart files and say, okay, it's going to have the a 13 bionic chip. Like, but it looks like new Apple hardware is coming. And what I would imagine that's going to be something with the Apple TV, right? I think they have to do something to make their Apple Arcade more embedded, more of a game system. We'll find out come spring. Take a break here. We'll be right back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Still in the news. It's going to be in the news for at least a good month. Once it hits a peak, give it about a month. Because once it hits the peak, the incubation period, containment, we'll figure it out. Um, Keep in mind, I do find it interesting how Americans think. And this is psychologically very insightful, and I think you can get something out of this. I know people who are afraid of the flu shot. I know people who are think that the flu shot can give me the flu. And they're like, I'm not going to take a flu shot now. Oh, no way am I going to get a flu shot. I don't get to work if I've got like congestion in my chest. Like, I don't stay at home and cry. I stay at home and work. But here's how Americans think. That coronavirus, if we get a, if we get a cure for it, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Do you know a few people have died of the coronavirus this year versus the flu? The United States flu ravages small children and old people every year. And a lot of jerks just won't get flu shots because they're like, well, I guess if I get a flu, I'll just be in bed for a week. Instead of your grandfather who dies because you were in bed for a week. But that's funny. Like, I I honestly think Americans want – and are willing to get a coronavirus vaccine shot, easily would happily take it. But a flu shot, not so much. It's just what I see. Hey, um, marijuana stocks. What's up with you? I'm calling you out. You were supposed to be so much better than this. Marijuana stocks is a group in 2017, 18. We started seeing that more states were legalizing, maybe even decriminalizing marijuana. The whole nation of Canada said, good day, eh? Fast doobie. The whole country. So this is supposed to be a good time to be a marijuana stock. And it's not. It goes to show you that how many emails did I get from people who weren't really investors, and then they kind of heard about investing in marijuana stocks. They're like, wow, I'm going to make a lot of money on this. I have a friend who filled out an application to become a dispensary or something like that. And it was weird because the amount of information that he had to disclose, and it was a gamble. I think the city of Oakland said something like, you know, to to submit an application, it's going to cost $20,000. And if we turn it down, you don't get that money back. Whoa. So Aurora Cannabis CEO Terry Booth, he's the latest pot stock pioneer to fall. The company said that he's going to immediately retire. The Canadian grower, ticker symbol ACB, Aurora Cannabis, is down to a buck sixty-five. It wasn't supposed to happen like this. People are losing their investment dollars pretty aggressively. It's not, I figured something out about marijuana that I tried to share with you. It's pretty easy to grow. It's a little bit easier than grass to grow. 
I've got a friend who was getting a divorce, and he's a to say the to say he's a pothead. Wrong. He's oh, like right, a, right, right, right. he is like he can put Matthew McConaughey to shame. He gets so stoned and just wanders around. Um, and I'm like, your kids, dude. Like uh, it's midnight. <laughs> Why are they in the street? Uh, but Aurora Cannabis is a great example of it's not that hard to grow weed. If they could grow it in Canada, they could probably grow it anywhere. That's probably a pretty good hint for you. So this was a $10 stock that's now a buck sixty, And I'm not betting that it comes back. Company announced layoffs of 500 employees, asset impairments, credit facility changes. Those are all really almost dirty words when you're talking about the health of a stock. Including product returns and price cuts, net sales could fall between 50 million Canadian and 54 million. So, like, there's a legit number of dollars there, even if they're Canadian dollars. <laughs> Canadian dollar has American dollar envy. I want to do a commercial where I'm like, do you have American dollar envy? For some reason, I think if I have that kind of pirate Australian accent, I could sell anything. So Aurora is a mess and their CEO is leaving. That's not a good thing. When you're on a boat and you see the captain running for the, the life preservers, you're, you're, you're no good. No good. Cantor Fitzgerald analyst Paolo, Paolo Zunek called the new CEO in early in January and just talked to him. And the guy said, I want to bring financial discipline to this company. Aurora... Not my play. In the end, oh, I forgot to tell you about my friend who always is stoned. Uh, he's more of a guy who lives on my street than a friend, but he's not. I, I can't say he's not a friend because he's a nice enough guy. But um, he was going through a divorce, and I think at that point in time, California had a law that said you could only grow five plants or something like that. And it's like, so he's like, hey, can you hold a couple plants for me? He was afraid that his his wife, who's going to soon be ex wife, was going to turn him in. I was like, I'll hold them, but you got to like take care of them. He's like, oh, just put them in your yard. They'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, they were. It's crazy how fast that stuff grows. Anyway, I'm not condoning the use of marijuana. It's not my business. Um, I am saying be very careful with investments and stories like that. It's been a while since we've talked about Forrest Gump, which I think is the worst movie of all time. It was hideous. Life is like a box chocolate. Like, stupid as a stupid noise. He had a lot of, why does he talk like Mitchell Carl? Um, but life is like a box of chocolates, right? You never knew, whatever. And the lady goes to him, that's a great story. And you tell it so well. When people come to me, they're like, what do you think about you know, investing in cannabis or marijuana. And I'm like, it's a good story. I get it. It, do, it doesn't take a dummy to see we go from four states to 14 and sales are going to do well. But how do you make money with it? Still a very big question. So watch out for story stocks. Now, unless you can find the merit in them. Like I remember when China was a story stock. People were pitching to me, Rob, 
there's a company that does bicycles in China. Do you realize how many people China has? I'm like, no, do you? And he's like, no, me either. But they all need bicycles. And he was convinced that's the story. I'm like, you, have you ever been to China? Do they have bike lanes? Do they have roads? They're like, well, do you even know a Chinese person who has a bicycle? No, 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 no. But this is going to be the best investment. He was convinced of it. I'm not one to judge. I'm just, I want you not to lose money. I want you to stop and think about it. I don't, I refuse to invest in a company that I, geographically, I can't understand. So I'll, I'll invest in the whole country and say China's got growth ahead of it through an index. But you know the, how the coronavirus is in the when, who district? I don't even know what it is. What, where is that? I don't know Chinese states, if they have them, if they have provinces. I, I don't know. So I'm not going to invest in a company that is located in the Wuhan province if I don't know where the Wuhan province is. To me, that just feels like a bad idea. But again, those are probably the most annoying people I, I, I run into. And I, I love my audience. I really, really do, both radio and television sonars. But it's the people who are convinced that they have they know something that the world doesn't know or they know something the stock market doesn't know. Those are the ones you have to watch out because they're going to get you in the most amount of trouble. Uh, I got this idea. Everyone needs bicycles, like, and then I'm like, what if they come up with Bicycle 2.0? And that just confuses them and he shuts down. Yeah, right? So Uber surprised investors with a key profitability goal. I think Uber and Lyft are very interesting stocks for this year. They remind me very much so of, and I, I'm not, it's a bad comparison. Their IPOs remind me very much so of Facebook. Where they came out, it looked really, really rich. So people let go of shares. Three months later, it's been on an uptrend since. Uber shares popped today after the CEO, Dara Kashro Shashi. Kashro Shashi. Do you remember the Tom Brokaw? Everyone used to make fun of him. Like Saturday Night Live would do uh, Tom Brokaw. It's me, Tom Brokaw. Anyway. Uber reported accelerated growth in the fourth quarter of 2019 of better than expected results for its loss and its revenue. Uh, the move adds $5 billion to their market cap. It's had a nice day. Uber reported good, solid, accelerated revenue. Uh, they did have a net loss attributable to the company of about $8.5 billion last year. So it may not be right for you yet until those losses get smaller. Uber forecast of $1.3 billion loss for 2020. It's getting there. Anyhow, um, Uber could be one of those stocks this year. A nice, pleasant move. Another good quarter, and, and it, it's 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 gone the right direction. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show. Um, also at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com.
I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says U.S. officials have reduced their expectations for economic growth in 2020 because of disruptions caused by the grounding of Boeing 737 MAX. In an interview with Fox, Mnuchin said gross domestic product growth may be lower than 3% this year. Volkswagen's recalling nearly 107,000 older vehicles sold by its Audi luxury brand because Takata driver airbag inflators may not function properly. An appeals court says it will not reconsider an October ruling that largely upheld the repeal of landmark net neutrality rules, rejecting requests by 15 states and tech and advocacy groups. The FCC in December of 2017 reversed Obama-era rules prohibiting internet service providers from blocking or throttling traffic or offering paid fast lanes. On Wall Street, the Dow Industrials down 184 at 29,195. The Nasdaq's down 27, the S&P 500 off 10. That's your money now. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is cold play, which rubs a lot of people the right way and rubs other people the wrong way. One of the interesting things about their new album is they're not going to tour to support it. And you keep hearing about how artists could really only make money touring these days because the record industry has changed. And you wonder why tickets are 160 bucks for Justin Timberlake. Well, the man has to feed a family, you know. But one thing that Chris Martin recently said from Coldplay is we're not going to tour until we can figure out how to be carbon neutral on our tour. You're going to see more and more of that coming up. But not a bad thing. I'm not <clears throat> judging. But like $5 of your next ticket will go to planting trees. That's going to become very normal in the United States, in my belief. You want to add an extra dollar on for have a heart campaign? No. You want to add an extra? No. I gave it the office. That's a, you remember that, that crack up line? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, more. There's a guy out there named Bill Ackman. He's an activist investor. And he's one of those people that pretty polarizing. You either like the guy or you hate the guy. I like seeing what big money is doing with their dollars. And Ackman got into a situation with Herbalife that it's publicly traded and you've probably you know about Herbalife in some way shape or form is my guess someone in your family who isn't considered the smart one who always seems to need money starts a business selling protein shakes I know someone who did it who was like the last person in the world that I would ever think well put together like tech salesperson and the next thing she, I know, she's trying to like, hey, do you want to buy some protein shakes for me and meet me at the protein shake smoothie bar? I'm like, no, not really. So I'm not knocking that as a way of making money. As an investment, it was kind of interesting because Bill Ackman, activist investor, he goes and takes big positions, either long or short. He took a short on Herbalife. And 
then it became a kind of a big public battle on let's take this company down and why it really is a pyramid scheme using words and phrases like pyramid scheme. You have to be really, really careful because those are fighting words. Um, so Herbalife fought back and on like one corner, you had another billionaire investor who's up Herbalife, Carl Icahn. And then on the other hand, you have Bill Ackman who's trying to short it and get it taken down. And it's just too much drama. I do like watching Bill Ackman because, uh, I don't know, he's just, you ever have a, like a basketball player who wasn't your f- on your favorite team, but you kind of liked watching and seeing what they could do? And like Manu Bull, Manu Bull's a great example. I could watch Manu Bull all day long when he was playing, when he was live. I don't know if he's dead or not. I don't know. I know he's got a son named Bull, Bull. He named his kid Bull, B-O-L, and his last name is Bull, B-O-L. Bull, bull. But, um, so Ackman to me is kind of like Minute Bull, where he's just kind of fun to watch from a distance. Anyway, I'm, I'm turning this into way too long ago. Uh, he exited his Starbucks position, got about a 73% gain in Starbucks in a very short amount of time. So he said, I'm out. He's not using it as anything. He's not fighting the company. He's not mad at the company. He just saw an opportunity. He got in and he got out. He also has a big position in Chipotle, Mexican Grill. And sometimes when you listen to conference calls from Chipotle, and then you listen to conference call from like a Bill Ackman, uh, same company, about two calls to the same company, you get really different information. So I do like to follow Ackman. Uh, he comes across as, as a little arrogant. And there's a word that I can't use. Um... He comes across as a little too arrogant. Anyhow, Chipotle Mexican Grill. Their shares are in the chips. It's interesting. Chipotle, you can make some money sometimes in a quarter. If you see the price of avocados fall, la la, their cost is going into food. And avocados are gold. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk a little coronavirus. More than two dozen Chinese nationals aboard a cruise ship that returned to New Jersey were being screened for any signs of the new virus. Four of the Chinese travelers were being taken to the University Hospital in Newark. So the story's still out there. This weekend, and again, I'm, I'm sorry for saying this, but I can't go on a princess cruise. I can't go on a cruise line. The love boat got me excited to do it. As a kid, I was totally stoked. I was going to go on cruises when I got older and go to exciting places like Puerto Vallarta. I was stoked as a kid to one day grow up and have enough money to find love on a cruise ship. And then Kathy Lee Gifford started doing the Princess Cruise Line commercials. And I'm like, I'm not going on a cruise ship. What if I get stuck on a cruise ship with her? And it breaks down at sea. I get the feeling like she's my, she's my nightmare person. You know, the person that you're like... I want to get stuck on an island, and oh, it's her. It's like kind of a Harrison Ford movie, and you get stuck on an island, and it's, oh, we're mad at each other and cranky, and then ultimately I fall in love with Kathy Lee Gifford. So I won't get on a cruise ship with Kathy Lee Gifford. But anyway, um, this weekend we may get some news about cruise ships and how many people are getting sick or dying. It may be a new region. Like, oh, no, the coronavirus has hit Antarctica. This weekend, we can get more news. So it's not a surprise to me right now. 
that as we're kind of digesting what is and isn't. And keep in mind, earlier this week, there's news that reports that researchers are getting closer to a, a vaccine. There was news that we found a couple drug treatments that are, are, are stopping it. So we, it's a weird teeter-totter. And again, when you see like a cruise ship story, it probably means maybe a week Friday is justified. Because uh, who wants to hold stocks for 48 hours when you can't sell on Saturday or Sunday if the news gets worse? I'm not market timing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.